and welcome to the Words Be Right podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back. Um, I know it's been so long since my first episode, I'm so sorry, but I don't know what happened, kind of forgot about this. Um, anyway, I have exams starting soon, so I am incredibly stressed. I'm so happy you can't see the pile of physics flashcards I have sitting next to me. I'll try and pretend they're not there. Um, today's episode is called um, Contemporary Still Slaps. I don't think every episode will be named after a genre because, let's face it, I'd run out of genres pretty quickly. But I'm also not feeling very imaginative today, so this is what we're going with. I'm going to be giving you some of my favorite contemporary recs and explaining why contemporary is or was my favorite genre. It's not really anymore, but it definitely was. Thanks to BookTok, I think I've been converted into like a fantasy person, but a fantasier? I don't know. But I was 100% an OG contemporary fan, like that's all I read. Until I met Six of Crows, all I read was contemporary. Um, Some of my favorite contemporary books. Um, So I'm gonna start very easily with the writer I love the most, the author I love the most, who writes contemporary, namely Jennifer Niven. Um, I was pronouncing her surname wrong for so long until she joined TikTok and literally she said her name was Jennifer Niven. I don't know why I was pronouncing it Niven. Niven, okay. Um, still weird to say <laughs> after years of pronouncing it wrong. Um, I mean, her books were the first ones I think I properly, the first contemporary books that I like fully fell in love with and I still love so much. Mainly All the Bright Places. Um, that book literally broke my heart every single time I <laughs> like brace myself before I read it. Read it. Um, it's incredible. So, I mean, any hate for all the races like, won't be tolerated. No, I'm kidding. If you have a problem with it, that's fine. But, um, I've heard the, there is bipolar representation in it, and I've heard it doesn't, it's not a perfect representation for everyone. I've heard mixed reviews, so I can't give you a perfect, um, idea of whether it's accurate, because I have heard mixed reviews myself, and I've had people, like, respond to my videos and stuff where I'm recommending it, letting me know that it was true for them and some of those are saying it wasn't, it's not perfectly accurate for me. But there is bipolar rep, there is mental health representation, especially, I think this book's really important for this month, given that it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Some of the other recs I'm going to be giving are also mental health orientated, but this is kind of one of the two main ones I have that have strong themes in mental health. Oh my gosh, I fell in love with this book, like completely, like Finch and Violet. Oh my gosh, this is also going to be spoiler free, by the way. Um, There won't be any spoilers. And if there is, I will give you so much warning, but I don't think there'll be any spoilers. This book genuinely changed my life. I'm not even (laughs) so dramatic, but I loved it. Oh my god. Okay. It's It's set in Indiana, in Indianapolis, I think. Definitely in Indiana. Um, and just if you haven't read it before, um, it is set in Indiana and it's the story of Violet Marquis, who has just lost her sister, and Theodore Finch, a boy in her class, I guess. Well, he's in her, um, like, sort of like a geography class. I can't remember what it's called now, but sort of like a geography class. And basically they meet. And that's kind of the inciting incident. Well, the inciting incident, yeah, they meet, basically. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> you have to read it. It's incredible. Um, the 
like one line on the front that literally summarizes the whole book for me is like the story of a girl who learns to live from a boy who wants to die like genuinely that's all you need to know that sold it to me i don't even think i read the back of the book the first time i bought this <laughs> don't even think i read it also this is the first book i'm trying to like fully annotate um because i'm always seeing annotations on tiktok and i think they're so i'm just opening the book i think they are um so cool and just they make they make it really personal but i adore this book and I don't think I'm ever gonna give it away so well if I do it won't be for a long time so I was like why not annotate it I have gotten to like page 20 or something <laughs> I just haven't annotated it since I've had no time it actually takes a lot longer to like detailed make detailed annotations than one might think my dog just like sneezed outside the door <laughs> I don't know if you heard that <laughs> Um, anyway, she Jennifer Niven also has two other books. I'm actually not sponsored by any of these authors. Kind of upsetting. I don't even know if they can... Surely they... I think they can sponsor people. I'm not even sure. If they can, I, I really deserve it. <laughs> um, I... Her second book is Holding Up the Universe. Uh, this book I didn't love as much as I loved the first one, but it, I still really like it, and I like the message behind it. Um, it's about Jack and Libby, and Jack has... Okay... I'm definitely gonna, it's like prosopagnosia, but I'm definitely gonna say that wrong. Pro, I, yeah, I'm not gonna say, it's like face, it's face blindness. Um, prosopagnosia is kind of what it looks like, but prosopagnosia, I think it's prosopagnosia, but I, like, I'm definitely probably wrong. So, but basically he can't recognize, he meets someone and then forgets what they look like, essentially. And um, that's, that was a really, interesting there was a good message behind the book but like the plot just it was it was okay I don't know I'd give this book maybe like three stars because I'd give all the right places five stars 100% but holding up the universe just didn't have as much of like I just didn't connect as much with the characters I wasn't as invested in the story and her next novel is Breathless um I this book was so different to the other two um it's about Claudine Henry who goes to an island with her mother for the summer and it's actually really good like again i wasn't as obsessed as i was with all the right places it was really really good it has mm, i think it's just kind of like an easy enjoyable read if you're looking for something to get you out of like a reading slump i would 100 percent recommend because it is like a really easy read and it's just kind of like light enough and kind of enjoyable and you know um it's way lighter than all the bright places. That's heavy. Oh my gosh, in parts. But it's quite a light read. It's also it's really really good. I love her writing style. Um, again, I'd probably give that one. I think I'd give Breathless four out of five stars. Holding the Universe three out of five stars, and All the Bright Places five out of five. I adored All the Bright Places, and Jennifer Niven is definitely my favorite contemporary author. Um, coming in second, actually, second favorite contemporary author. We have John Green, the one, the only John Green. I adore his books. I love his prose. I, I'm kind of obsessed with everything about his writing. And the book I have here today, I've read all of his books, aside from the one that came out like last week or something, The Anthropocene Reviewed, I think it's called. I haven't read that, but I've read everything else. I think. I don't know. I would. <laughs> I should Google how many books he has before I say things like that. I've definitely read all his like young adult, new adult books. I've read all of those. Um, I don't know, he may, he may have others, but I have, I've read all his YA, definitely. 
Um, the one I have here is Turtles All the Way Down. Um, I'm obsessed with this book. Genuinely obsessed. I'm also obsessed with my copy of it. It's like a hardback one and then you open it and there's all these quotes on the inside cover. It's the cutest thing ever. But this book is really good, especially for this month. As I mentioned before, Mental Health Awareness Month. This month, it, this month, this book has really strong themes in mental health and it's, I think it's represented really, really well. Um, it's basically about this girl called Aza and she has OCD. Um, and her and her best friend try and solve a mystery because <laughs> when she was younger she knew this billionaire kid and his father's gone missing basically and then they're reunited her and the billionaire kid and or maybe he's a millionaire <laughs> I need to reread these books before I start talking about them I, okay I would 10 out of 10 recommend that book I think it's really, really good again I've heard mixed reviews um, but I haven't heard anything bad about the accuracy of the mental health displayed. I think it's a pretty good, accurate representation. So for that reason as well, I think it's- I would definitely recommend it. Um, another contemporary rec that I think is completely different from any of the ones I've mentioned before is I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. Okay, I fell in love with this book, like fully fell in love with it. I really- I say that about every single book, but this book was so perfect. It's written in like a really unique way. It's not in a style I'd ever read before. Um, the way the author describes things is like, at first I was like, I was the what is going on? <laughs> it's really, it's really unique and it's really strange. And if you're looking for something that is still contemporary, but like it's a little bit different, I would, I would definitely recommend. That book surprised me so much. I wasn't expecting to love it that much. It really, really surprised me. And I haven't read any of her other books, but I did adore that one. Um, I'm not gonna- like, it's about J Jude and her twin Noah, um, and it basically kind of goes back and forward in time. I think- yeah, it's really, really good. I'm- I'm- I literally don't have any, like, intellectual thoughts to give you <laughs> on this book, other than the fact I adore it. And this is literally turning into, like, a recommendations episode, I'm sorry. Um, but I- this book- is kind of beautiful though. I'll give you the sun. Again, the message in it is really, really, really nice. Really nice message. Really good. Really good book. Written really well. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying the same thing about all of them. I'm so sorry. I'm way too complimentary. I need to pick a book I didn't really like. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I have next to me, I have next to me, Yes, No, Maybe So by Becky Albertalli and Albertalli. I could be saying that one wrong too. And Aisha Saeed, maybe. I'm sorry if I'm literally butchering the names. I don't mean to. Yes, no, you so. Cute read. Really cute. This is going to be a quick wreck because I just read this and it's cute. I didn't love it. It's a bit loon. I don't know. I don't have a word for it. It's a bit loon. <laughs> but it's very cute, very fluffy. I liked it. Okay. I'm going to tell you why I think contemporary is as good as fantasy. I almost said better than fantasy, but I would be lying if I said I thought contemporary was better than fantasy because it's not. But I feel like it, on book talk especially, it doesn't get the same amount of appreciation as fantasy does. Everyone hypes up fantasy way too much. I mean, I do that too, but... <laughs> I think contemporary deserves some love today. Contemporary is better than fantasy because... Uh, <laughs> not me struggling to come up with reasons <laughs> I, I don't know why I don't plan these episodes beforehand contemporary is better than fantasy it's more realistic I think than fantasy some fantasy 
Sometimes it takes it too far. You're not going to be able to take it too far with contemporary. So contemporary is always a reliable read. Like you, <clears throat> you know what you're going to get when you go into it. And it's even better if the book surprises you, but you know it's not going to be borderline ridiculous. Like I have read some fantasy books where I'm like, that is just a stupid concept. Um, and they're not books I would ever recommend, obviously, so we're not going to talk about those. But some of them just take it a step too far. Um, generally, I find with contemporary books, they're less predictable than some fantasy books. Like in all fantasy books, you know how the plot is going to go. Like if I open a fantasy book and it's immediately obvious where the plot is going, I'm already bored. With a contemporary book, that has not happened. So I'm not going to say fantasy books are predictable because if it's a good one, it's not predictable. But I have definitely come across some super predictable and ones that just kind of bored me. And I haven't had that experience yet with a contemporary book. Um, please don't recommend boring contemporary books. <laughs> Although if you want to prove me wrong, then go ahead, I guess. <laughs> um, that's it. I don't think I have any... What other reasons do I have for contemporary books being better? I don't know. Contemporary books are way better at getting you out of a reading slump than a fantasy. Fantasies are generally longer. If you're looking for like something that is like a feel-good, generally a feel-good. Not all the time. <laughs> it depends on your, your preferred type of contemporary. But um, if you're looking for something quick, quick, something quick and easy, like porridge. If you're looking for a porridge in a book, it's contemporary. <laughs> you, should, you should try contemporary. Pretty much. Oh, also. We're gonna move on now. Sorry, this is really chaotic. Um, but I would I would just like to hang on. I'm gonna make like a little pile of books so I can put down the mic because it's holding it is really bothering me. Uh, I'm holding it at the moment. Okay, we're gonna plop that down. I'm definitely not even gonna edit this episode, so you're gonna hear everything. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I suck at this. Okay, will that even stand? Oh my gosh, is this book not big enough? Why aren't books made big enough for microphone stands? How dare they? Okay. I think I put it down. So, my two most recent contemporary recs. I bet you can hear me picking them up. I'm sorry. <laughs> ASMR, guys. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay, never mind. I... Okay, I'm gonna talk about my two most recent contemporary recs, both of which I fell in love with, and both of which I rated five stars. Okay, I'm definitely an easy rater. But I just love all the books I read. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my problem is. I should definitely do an episode on books I hated, but I feel like that would be such a negative episode. It does happen though. Sometimes I don't like books. Um, <laughs> I'm de I think I'm such an easy reader. I feel really bad if I give a book less stars than I give another one. So if I enjoyed them both equally, I have to give them the same amount of stars. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, but actually, with these two contemporary books, there was one I liked more than the other. There was, and yet I gave them both five stars. I think I should demote one of them to four stars. Okay, so <laughs> my first, my four star read, the one I have to demote because I fell in love with the other one more than I fell in love with this one, is gonna be It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. I'm so sorry for giving this four star. I want, I, five minutes ago, not even five minutes ago, like 30 seconds ago, it was a five star read, but I've just talked myself into making it four stars. Um, <laughs> I loved this book. It was so good. The message behind it, it's incredible. Um, sorry, I'm talking about the message. I should just entitle this episode The Message. Um, <laughs> that's, re <laughs> that's really all I'm mentioning. But this book, I loved. I loved the ending. I loved the beginning. I loved, you know, the middle. <laughs> Shout out to the middle too. Middle is great. <laughs> just loved the whole thing. I love At Atlas. Uh, if you've read the book, I'm not going to say anything about him if you haven't. But if you've read the book, Atlas is my favorite character, hands down. Atlas is my favorite character, okay? And I'll go read it and then get back to me. But Atlas is perfect. 
Um, I'm not giving you any more information other than Atlas is my favorite character. I read this book purely to get to meet Atlas. So if you're not willing to do that, then I'm not sure I want to know you. <laughs> it, ugh, this book hurts to hold. I, I like sobbed for probably like 15 minutes after finishing this book. Not as bad as I sobbed for my next rec that I'm going to give you. But probably, I don't even, okay, can I give this like 4.5 stars? Yeah, okay, 4.5 stars. Because I, just because if I'd read it alongside any other book, then it would be a five star read. But put, comparing it to the book I read like the day before I read this, it has to be a, a 4.5, not a five. But this book, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to reread it. My TBR at the moment is too long and I have too many exams to be doing any rereads right now. But like my first opportunity, oh my gosh, this has to be one of the first books I reread. Um, just for Atlas. <laughs> Sorry, I should start like an Atlas fan club. I actually should do that. This is gonna be really confusing to anyone who hasn't read the book, but just Atlas. That's all you really need to take from this episode is Atlas, that one word. Um, and then isn't that like the map thing as well? The map of the world? I'm not talking about the map of the world. I'm talking about a person who just happens to be named Atlas. Okay, so we're gonna move on from our Atlas appreciation. Um, I should maybe dedicate this episode to Atlas as well. If you're reading the description and it says dedicated to Atlas, I'm sorry, that's already so confusing. <laughs> Dedicating it to a book character. You know now. If you've gotten this far, you just des- you've deserved to know. Um, my final book recommendation of this vi- this video, I was about to say this, uh, what's it called? Podcast. Podcast. Episode. This final, wait, my final book recommendation of this episode is my favorite book of all time. As of, like, I only read it two weeks ago and it is since moved to the number one spot. Alongside Six of Crows and The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, we have The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Sorry, I'm laughing because literally my top three books are popular on BookTok. I'm sorry, I have no unique taste in books. Well, I do, but not in my top three. <laughs> I completely fell in love with this book. Genuinely, I love everything about it. It is beautiful, like, mm. I was genuinely captivated by the main character. It, what an, oh my God, I'm not gonna say icon. Because <laughs> my boyfriend continuously gives out to me about that word, but I, <laughs> I adored this book. Um, it's about it, it follows themes of like love, um, friendship, betrayal. It's all about old Hollywood. It is amazing, just amazing. Like she has. Okay, it's called the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Like tiny spoiler that you can get from the title. She has seven husbands throughout the novel. I'm assuming you assumed that. So I'm. That's it. That's the end of my little spoiler. That's kind of spoiled for you by the cover, so don't blame me. Thank you. I, <laughs> there was literally not a moment throughout this book that I would say I was like bored or underwhelmed. It was entirely perfect. And Evelyn Hugo herself is genuinely one of the most incredible literary characters I think I've ever met. She has Cuban heritage. I think she's of Cuban heritage. And I don't want to say anything else because I definitely don't want to spoil it for you, but I think she's like completely brilliant and one of probably the most memorable characters I've ever read. This is a adult, like, adult historical fiction novel, which, like, if I had just seen that, and that would not have enticed me into reading it at all, but honestly, I was completely captivated by this book, and it is incredible. Like, I don't have enough praise for it. It's definitely going to be my favorite book for a long, long time, and I know I said I was excited to reread It Ends With Us, but I'm even more excited to reread this. Also, the Atlas of this book, I think, is Henry. Although he's not in the same position as Atlas was in It Ends With Us, 
I also completely fell in love with, is it Henry or Harry? Oh my God, I can't even remember his name. Wait, I'm actually trying to flick through it to find, <laughs> it's like Henry or Harry, anyway, loved him. But like, I just can't find the Henry, maybe Harry section. What's his name? This is genuinely annoying me. Oh, that's Mick, who's Mick? Okay, I need to read this desperately already. Harry, Harry Cameron. Okay, Harry Cameron's the guy we love in this book. Again, he's not this in the same position as Atlas. It's just if you have Fred, it ends with us. He doesn't play the same like type of character that Atlas does. But just because I, I think Evelyn was my favorite character in Evelyn Hugo, but Harry gets an honorable mention because of he was just spectacular as well. <laughs> um, so I think I've bored you enough today with my recommendations and my non-stop talking about contemporary recs and contemporary books. So I'm gonna go. Um, in fact, my physics flashcards, I haven't touched them. I don't even know why I put them. I think I just put them next to me to soak up any inspiration from them that I may. <laughs> I didn't read them at all throughout filming, throughout recording this. So anyway, thank you for listening and I'm really, really hoping the next episode won't be as far apart from this one. It shouldn't be. Um, so thank you for listening today and yeah, have a good day. <laughs>